like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... For those of you who don't speak French, that of course means loose butts. I'm sure yeah. it actually doesn't. I'm sure we're doing oh, totally. a terrible pronunciation from the, go- the Google yeah. robot. But French speaking listeners, tell me. Hey, Mi Jeremy, if you're listening, Mi Mi does that mean loose butts? You tell me you, in the comments. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy Mi Goulash? Do you enjoy my loose butt? Please Did you enjoy loose butt? You enjoy Just these in general. You know, that these wasn't butts specific to oh, my butt. Sweet oh, okay. loose butts. Sweet loose I mean, butts. These, these butts, they're so loose. They're just sitting on the corner being like, oh, look Ow. at my butt. I'm so loose. I don't. Sweet. <laughs> I'm so loosey goosey loose butt. Butts. Is this what I'm doing? Oh, now Bob's looking up what? Sweet, Sweet loose butts. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mi goulash. Got it. Sweet. Here we go. Listen up, everybody. Okay. Mi goulash. Do me goulash. Okay. Do me goulash is an Do invitation for how to have you get a sweet loose butt. <laughs> or it's a weird fetish that you have with a Hungarian stew. Do me goulash. Yeah. Do <laughs> me goulash. It's like mud wrestling, but you're <laughs> fucking in soup. soup. Hungarian soup wrestling. Stew. So you mean you have to be double jointed? And Hungarian. It's from Ed Wood. Right. Martin Landau was great as Paul. Have you seen that movie? You need to watch that movie. It's really good. I'm not going to. Anyway. You should. (laughs) You should. You know who else you don't want to have me goulash with? Who? Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Me goulash. Do me goulash. Me goulash. Uh, Welcome to the... Do me goulash. Welcome to the the hour of loose butts. I'm your host, Bob. (laughs) We had trouble coming up with a cold open. We talked for... 15 minutes. We talked about many things. Yeah. This is what Podcast Mom settled on. She settled on loose butts loose in butts French. Loose butts in French. Yeah. Hey, what's And this? are we complaining? No. No. But you know what we are listening to is the Booze and Brews podcast. Yeah. Because we're the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we have sex Nicolash. with a Hungarian stew. <laughs> I feel like sex with a Hungarian stew is how you get a sweet loose butt. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. there's a lot of, I'm sure, um, instruments involved. A lot of... I just feel like Inst- things like trumpets? Get, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Trumpets and flutes. Flautists. Flautists. I want a clarinet with stuff. There's clar- a whole woodwind section. A woodwind section. Give me an alto saxophone stuffed to the top with, with a goulash? Hungarian goulash. Yeah. And then just... Right up my butt. And you, right. and you put the bell on your butt, and then the guy plays Careless Whisper <laughs> into your ass <laughs> and shoots <laughs> straight up your butt. And that's how goulash babies are made. That's it. Goulash babies? Sure. Baby or burrito? Um, man, oh man, this fucking so show. So gross. So gross. If hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> We're doing haunted butts this week. <laughs> if you are still listening, goes in your butt. Make a new poop, poop goes, poopy goes. Um, no, we are not talking about any of that this week. This what are week, we talking about? We're talking dude. about haunted New York State. Yeah, the state we're in of a New, New York, York state yeah. of mind with the with the me goulashes. Yes, sure. Me goulashes. Many, 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 so you could go goulashes. to Albany. You could go to Buffalo. 
Terry Shuffleupagee. You, you could go to Terrytown. You do any of those things. That's right. And if you're Staten me, Island. if you're me and you up first, you go to Cooperstown. 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 That's old town full of Coopers. And the baseball. You can hang with them. Of fame. Misters only. Yeah. Get you can't ready hang for with Mrs. Cooper. So I'm because there is no Mrs. Cooper. That we know of. That's true. Maybe he's got like a secret Mrs. Cooper. He like married her drunkenly in Vegas one night and forgot about it. Yeah, and now like he's left. just paying alimony every month and he's like, why? Why? I don't why? understand. You have a rich internal life. Yeah. <laughs> so the anyway. I imagine for Mr. Cooper yeah. after he's done hanging with us. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> so anyway, Cooperstown. Yeah. Baseball right. Hall of Fame. Oh. Podcast mom. Baseball. In for it. I love baseball. Also, that's why we're drinking shitty baseball beer. That's, that's right. right. And happy first week of baseball, everybody. Yay! Yay! Sports! That's the small white ball with the red. Not small the tiny white, white ball. ball. Right. Tiny white ball's got a bunch of red stripes and No, all. no. It's not the tiny white ball. It's the small r- white small ball. Small white ball with red stitching. And yeah. you hit it with a bat and it goes outside. But it's not cricket. No. No. That's a different sport. That's a different sport. It's a weird sport. Cooperstown. So says you. Um, fun fact I did not know about the town of Cooperstown. Yeah. Um, it is named after James Fenimore Cooper, who rolled last of the Mohicans. And now we know. I didn't I know that. I didn't know. Whole fucking town I, is I named after I do not know him. that, and I do not know who that man is. He rolled last of the Mohicans. I know that now, but I didn't know it was a person until five seconds ago. <sighs> Uncultured swat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do know how to say loose butt in French. Does that make me any more culture? <laughs> I'm bilingual. <laughs> me goulash. Do me goulash. Do sweet um, uh, loose butt. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, dear listeners, the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum, which is affectionately known as Cooperstown, um, is haunted. Yay! And it's Yay. located in shocking Cooperstown, New York. Okay. Love it. They just called the whole Hall of Fame Cooperstown. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to get him into Cooperstown this yep. year. Yeah. They do okay. the same thing for football, too. They'll be like, oh, he's getting inducted into Canton. It happens to be in Canton, okay. Ohio. Um, so, yeah. Fun facts. I did not know. Um, Cooperstown is not easily accessible uh, by really anything. I bet you have to be really good at baseball to get there. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get to that. Um... No, it's apparently like 90 miles south of Syracuse. So it's like in order to go there and visit, you have to fly into Syracuse or maybe Buffalo. I don't fucking know. Or, and then you have to drive. Somewhere that's not there and then drive And then you there. have to drive like an hour and a half to get there. Okay. So, it's so you got to be really dedicated to baseball. You have to, to be dedicated baseball. to baseball. Yes. Just, it's the, the only way to get there is to be dedicated to baseball if you want to be inducted or if you want to visit. That's right. Since I'm um, not and a baseball player. Airplanes. Yeah, you gotta love baseball. So the Hall of Fame was established in 1939 by Stephen Clark, who was an heir to the Singer Sewing Machine fortune. How old is baseball? Uh, We will get to that very briefly. Um, But I was like, was it around for a long ass time? 39. Yes, uh, baseball in America really kind of was popular right after the Civil War, and I'll slightly get to that a little bit. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! It's very old. Um, just limb buckets and baseball. So uh, Stephen Clark, like I said, heir to the Singer sewing machine. Okay. Fortune. Hence the stitching on the balls. <laughs> yeah, because they st- Singer stitched um, all of the original baseballs and due to this day, it's yeah. not done by sweatshops no. in Mexico. <laughs> Definitely not. 
No, so as a way to bring tourists to his city. So he is from Cooperstown. So as a way, now at this point, 1939, the town uh, suffered greatly during the Depression. No mm-hmm. one's coming to visit. That's so weird because everyone else was fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but also Cooperstown in the farms around, they grew hops. And the uh, oh. prohibition did not help them out either. No. So they kind of got double whammy. Like no one would buy their hops for their beer because you couldn't make the beer legally. And then just tourism, because why would yeah, you go there? Yeah, that's unfortunate. So that does That's suck. a double whammy. That's yeah. two strikes. Whoa. Baseball. There. Baseball. See <laughs> what I did there? That you wasn't even have... the right sport. That it was, was good. You did a great I look job. for, like, like, acknowledgement that that is, in fact, yeah. the right but sport. But whammies like, yeah, are from it. Press Your Luck, so I know. that is not good. I am aware. <laughs> I know all about game shows. <laughs> <laughs> the sport of gaming. <laughs> I know that. Um, but why Cooperstown out of all places? I mean, I guess you could make an argument. Why not the middle of, you know, why not Los Angeles? Why not whatever? Why not he New York City? His hometown. Well, he wanted it well, in Stephen Clark's hometown. He but wanted he's not it in the, his backyard. He's not the founder of baseball. But, there's but he's a got reason. all that sweet, sweet sewing machine money. What about True. a Bud Ceiling's basement? No, the the reason or the answer for why Cooperstown versus any other place is because of an erroneous claim that a Civil War veteran and Cooperstown resident native named Abner Doubleday invented baseball in the city. My dearest oh, Martha. Abner <laughs> Doubleday. Abner, I've been to Cooperstown showing everybody my favorite new sport. I call it basing ball. No, it was baseball. My name. Back in the day was baseball. Baseball. Sincerely ins- and with all my love, Abner Doubleday. I have invented a new sport where you hit a ball and run to a base. So that's I have called it baseball, volleyball. The rest of the boys so, can't. <laughs> there is something wrong with that, just to begin with. So one erroneous claim. Two, they they created some sort of a commission. It was called the Morris Commission to like figure out the origins mm-hmm. of baseball. Oh, okay. I and they like, wanted fake it. news. This story. They did yeah. fake news. This story. Um. So I very briefly looked into it. Like I could go on and on and on, but essentially they wanted it to be purely American. They wanted it to be an Americana thing. Okay, I got it. They you were know, like, so mm-hmm, they were like, it's not yet for Puerto Ricans. <laughs> exactly. But it was. Excuse me, Dominicans. <laughs> there are some Puerto Rican people. Oh, good. I'm glad for them. <laughs> so good job, boys. But you're wondering if Abner Doubleday didn't invent baseball. I wonder if Abner Doubleday is a person. He, he sounds like a Bond villain. He is a real person. You can find real pictures of him on the internet. Die twice today. And the baseball stadium. So every year they do a <laughs> Hall of Fame game where they invite two teams to the hall to play at the baseball stadium in Cooperstown. And it's called Doubleday Stadium. Oh. So it is still okay. named after the man who they say... And they, they hired like a news. and the government fake news their way uh-huh. into saying yes, Abner Doubleday invented baseball. When no, he definitely not. not German. So you're wondering who, who, what other great who? American hero invented the national pastime? And the answer to that is Great Britain and Ireland. Yeah, I was like, not the answer is the, that is cricket. Yeah, not um, America. No, baseball is very likely to have originated from the British Irish game called rounders, which is a bat and ball game. So far, so good. Played between two teams. Mm-hmm. So far, got we're tracking. It, got it. One of them um, is Matt Damon. The other one is John Malkovich. I was like, yes. and they were playing dice. And they play dice. And no, they, they play. They play cards. And they say, "Pay him, pay him, No, it is a uh, striking That's and a terrible movie. I watched it again recently. It's all right. It's stupid. <laughs> it is a striking and uh, fielding game. 
hitting okay. and fielding. So far, we're tracking. This game is striking. Uh, that involves hitting a small, hard, leather-cased ball with a rounded end, wooden, plastic, or metal bat. Okay. Sounds, Sounds like baseball like so far. What I know to be baseball. baseball. And um, players score by running around four bases on the field. It's so baseball. definitely not baseball. baseball. It's so very it's, different. So it's baseball. See, our version is American. Oh, yes. So duh. that's the difference. Well, here's the thing. I don't know why they just didn't lean into it. Like, hey, just like America, we were created from the British. We or took like, this and made it better in America. Yeah. No, because like, it's hey, America's like pastime. Many, like many well, things it can still here, be we America's stole pastime. this from Britain and made it our fucking own. Word. Take that. Just like we did with this whole fucking this country. This whole fucking country. Take that, Mr. King. My dearest Martha, it's me, Abner, again. Hey, I just realized I stole an incredible sport from it, Britain and Ireland and made it American. Sincerely, Abner, Abner Double, Double Day. Day. Uh, so anyway, as a whole, truly. So as <laughs> Land of Cotton. Yeah. He's singing Land of Cotton. It was, I was York. in Ken Burns documentary <laughs> background music. I was like in New York. Jesus. Whoops. <laughs> We've moved the Mason Dixon line north of Buffalo. <laughs> that's actually that's in the deleted scenes of the Civil War documentary. Is when they moved. the Civil War was actually just us fighting Canada. Yes, the Mason Dixon line is the Canadian American yes. border. Actually. <laughs> Well, according to Bob, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you were so excited about it. <laughs> I watched a very different documentary, I guess, you guys. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the teacher documentary involved like brown chicka brown wow sounds and like people fucking on like old timey like cotton gins and stuff because I think it might have been a porno. Yeah. Oh. Maybe you watched a porno. Oh, why was it on PBS? Oh, yeah. So as of uh, 2019, 329 people have been elected into the Hall of Fame. 232 players, 35 Negro League players and executives, 22 managers, 10 umpires, and 30 other people who are just pioneers or in you know were people important. okay when you say players and then you said Negro League players different but they are segregation existed but they're still just baseball players they are baseball players but they never played in Major League Baseball because, because they couldn't but they're just of really good baseball players but they that's, were really good. yeah that's Satchel only- Page is known as being like one of the best Negro League players he played like very briefly in MLB but he was like a 40 something year old man at that point so it's like he but was base, an amazing but, baseball player in his prime yeah. so but they're all just so they players deserve, that yes. didn't get to play in that and, and then the because other people were what I'm sorry um there were managers so people who actually oh, okay. so led the team even players yes umpires so the people who call the games and then oh, other wow. like 30 executives like George Steinbrenner might be in there I don't know like owners of teams that were okay. like that did good things for the sport I feel like it would take a lot of umpiring to get into yes because only 10 and there are a number of umpires um that have come and gone you know in the yeah. years and there are a lot of bad ones most of them of are bad ones not great with their eyes most they can't of them see suck. things um, seeing things with their eyes is hard it's really hard um so it's really not that easy to get into if you think about it just the sheer number of people who play baseball because you have a lot of players minor eight yeah yeah and you have minor league players then you, you know because you've got a double a triple a well, all in the minor leagues then you get major league baseball and then you have players who go back and forth between the two so it's like there yeah, are just but if you were good enough to get in the hall of fame you're probably good enough to get up to the big show unless oh, you're I'm, a black man i mean back until back in like the day. jackie robinson yeah, yeah. um so anyway to be eligible to get into the hall of fame uh you must have played in the major leagues for 10 years 
um, pass a screening committee, which weeds out people who played for 10 years, but they were like mostly minor league players that played like six, seven games in the majors. Gotcha. And goes back and forth I between the two. I got called up to the big show once. Exactly. Yeah. I but, shit myself. Fell down. Fell, fell down, went and went. But boom. luckily I fell directly in the dirt so no one could see my soiled drawers. Tell that Thank to James you, Harden. I was playing for the Cleveland Brown Pants. <laughs> my dearest Martha. <laughs> see, James Harden should have done that. There you go. he... Basketball boy. Hey, let's do cross sport uh, hilarity. James Harden pooped his pants. Yep. He if he played baseball, he could have hidden that. We in the wait. We've talked about this before. He's a basketball. He's a basketball recently. Round orange ball hoop. I did know that the round orange ball man has recently shotted himself. Yes. Yes. So anyway, he did a self poop. He did a. And you have to have uh, retired at least five years prior. So players. So this isn't like you have to be dead to get in. No, No. Not at all. Um, players are ten elected. Ten years doesn't seem that long. You have to play for at least ten years. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't seem that long. It's not really. I mean, I wonder. You know, now with just longevity, actually, I think players might play longer back in the day than they do now, just because you have different types of injuries uh, yeah, nowadays. And I know that uh, being an athlete, I understand that that is very difficult to uh, to do that for a decade. Yeah. But I was like, ten years to do a thing doesn't seem like. To do a thing and to be really good at it for 10 yeah. years is a, is a thing that is yeah. difficult to do. Because you have how many people that have one really, really good year and then they just shit the bed for the rest of their career. And it's like, you don't yeah. deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, but no. I guess I'm just thinking about like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they yeah. like don't let people in for like 50 years sometimes, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? it's That's stupid. But with the Baseball Hall of Fame, it's funny that you mentioned letting people in. So um, players are elected by either the Baseball Writers Association of America or the Veterans Committee. So there's two different ways that you can get in. I had no idea about the Veterans Committee until yesterday. Um, so each ballot typically includes about 25 to 40 candidates. So every year there's about 25 to 40. Um, and the BBWA selects 10 people from the list. So if you, so um, any player that gets 75% or more of all ballots cast is elected. Um, but if you don't earn that, you go on to the next year. Okay, so, so like if I got 72%, my name will show up next year on the ballot. And so up to 10 people get in. Just 10 people. Yeah, you can vote for up to 10. They encourage you to vote for the full 10. But if I wanted to vote for nine, I could. But like, but... So but I take that if, list but of what 40. If, okay, but what if everyone voted all over the place across the board? Then you and, don't get in. And there's not, there aren't 10 people that have the 70. Then you don't get in. Then no one so gets that, elected that year. Yeah, yeah so, so up to 10 people get yeah. in a year. So That's yeah, you I'm can asking. have 10. I mean, I think this year there's maybe, I think there are two. I think there are two okay. people. Okay, so who are it's common. In. Yeah, it's okay. very common for like one or two people to get in, just because to get hundreds and thousands well, of writers to agree on yeah. the same well, ten people. Well, that's why I was like, well, I was like seventy-five percent. Did you say that's a huge percentage? Yeah. yeah, that means everybody needs to think that it's got to be pretty amazing. undeniable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you are one of those who gets five percent of the votes or under, then your name is mm. off the ballot forever. 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 You're forever. Done. Yes. That forever. Seems harsh. Ever. Yeah. Well. You're clearly no stinkers. Not good we don't want any stinkers no in our stinkers. special house. I guess they're trying to only have um, forty names a year. Yeah, each player can be reconsidered until a max of ten years on the ballot, and then after that point, they can be selected by the veterans committee. So okay. if I'm baseball just, writers, these guys stink, and then the veterans go, actually, actually that guy was really was good. Really go good. fuck yourself. They're yeah, like, okay, they can lifetime vote them achievement. In. Ken award. Rosen, what's his Thal? Rosenthal of the Athletic. Think yeah, he's so you. smart. Yeah, he's actually a really good writer. <laughs> Um, so each year, about 260,000 visitors enter the museum. However, sadly, um, they've seen a decrease in attendance, probably because they... Because it's they, in the middle of fucking nowhere. They blame it on high gas prices because sure. no one you have to drive to get there if you're visiting. Yeah, it's in the and middle of nowhere. Big problem. They're also blaming like a youth baseball complex that's down the street. 
from oh, detracting youths. from people to go oh, visit. Oh, the youth. The, the, all the people are going to this youthful place as opposed right. to respecting ancient Wait, dead yeah. men. Why would they go? I don't understand how that's the same thing. I, I don't. I really yeah. don't. Like, I had to read it. And I'm like, why would you even think? Okay. I mean, if this is your justification for the fact that no one wants to come to your sport, because baseball has had, you know, the steroid era was real and people really did get caught on it. And it does kind of ruin the integrity of the game. So I could see people being pissed off about that. But yeah, like but I'd still go and see the exhibit well, on fucking Ted Williams. Well, no. And like there are people who have been in there since the 40s mm-hmm. who they weren't doing steroids. No. Or, or no. what if their I version mean, of steroids cocaine. do all you fucking want, buddy. That's harsh. Well, game attendance is down though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, well, games is, are longer than they've ever well, that, been. That's, that's kind of my thing, right? Like are you seeing less people at your Cause Hall just of baseball Fame is because less popular. baseball is just not as popular as know. it used to be? I think also uh, the American middle class is vanishing. So that there's less. Oh, yeah, like, hey. there's well, less so if you want money to spend things. Uh, we live in Los Angeles. A, we have yeah. two teams that we could easily more or less get to. Dodgers being the number one. If you want to get, they're very good. They are a very good team. If you want to get fucking nosebleed seats, you're paying $60, $70 a ticket for nosebleed. Plus you had to drive all the and way you fucking out there. I got paid you have $35 to, to park. Exactly. Yep. You got to eat a $9 uh, This hot baseball dog. beer this I got is 15 bucks. It's $2. At Ralph's. It's two bucks at Ralph's. Jesus Christ. Anyway, and they show baseball on the TV. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I bought a hot dog for dollar fifty at Costco. Exactly. So anyway, um, I want a hot dog now. I'm sorry. I'm hungry. I don't have any hot dogs in my house. No baseball food for me. So anyway, um, all that's to say is attendance is down. I still want to go. If anyone wants to pay for me to go to Cooperstown and live tweet it, I fucking will. All right. I will get on Twitter to separate Patreon. Awesome. I want to see three floors of memorabilia, exhibits, awards, and records. If you pay enough for all three of us to go, oh my god, I still won't. Yep, <laughs> I'll go. You'll I like go. fun things. It's fun because the way the museum is, they have really cool exhibit rooms, and they have a whole room dedicated to ladies in baseball. Oh, that's fun. There you go. Like the League of Their Own. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have a whole room dedicated to them. This used to be my playground. Get out. This used to be my country. I will throw things at you. <laughs> So um, another reason. Are there any ladies in the Hall of Fame? No. Um, you know what? I take that back. I actually don't know. You don't know. Don't know. I don't know if they might be one of the thirty non-baseball players that have gotten Which is in. Such bullshit that they're like players, then black players, then lady then players. Later they're all players. fucking players. Yeah, they Calm all played down. the fucking game. Yeah. So I don't no. actually know. But it's not like we're playing the a separate Negro version of baseball. Yeah. Our ball is black. <laughs> We play it at night. It's very difficult. Oh, my God. That has been the end of the Booze News podcast. Yeah. No, um, so another reason to go is ghosts. Oh, yay. This place is haunted as fuck. I didn't go down my own very personal version of caves to tell you, to not tell you about ghosts. All Baseball right. is my I, okay, fucking Just to be clear. I will talk about a fucking game. I'll then tell you about the ghosts in the game. I know. I, I re- don't not get to ghosts. I re-listened to the episode. It was an hour and 20 minutes. You talked about caves before you even got to the ghost. It was fascinating. <laughs> what? I, I just stand by that yeah. episode. That's a good episode. Bob was doing his dude in a well voice. Like, I'm stuck in a curve. It was, it was good content. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just stand by it. So anyway... Um, with hey, over- come at us, guys. You want more caves? I'll do more. I'll find a game. I'll do it. 
So with over 200 members in the hall, oh, sorry, with over 200 of the members that are in the hall are dead, and there's like tons of their own personal. <laughs> they're just hanging out dead in the hall. Hanging, just no. dead in the hall. They just like, like, stack their bodies up. It's like kids in the hall, but it's dead, dead bodies. bodies in the hall. <laughs> no, so like firewood against the side of the house. But a lot of the memorabilia and stuff is their own personal thing. So obviously you have a lot of attachments. Oh, so they're, and they're like from their mm. estates or whatever. Yes. Okay. So the hall's got this. You know, they've got tons of stuff that are in the archives that you can't even see. You okay. know, oh, it's like a normal museum. Yeah, it's t- they totally. rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with all of that, you have to imagine there's a lot of like residual energies, bro, that are held in a lot of these uh, these items that you can Ted see. Ted Williams's collection of cock rings has a lot of psychic energy. All right, about I'm not it. gonna. I'm gonna get to Ted Williams, but not cock rings. Well, but first, I am I'm gonna disappointed. Start, first, I'm gonna start with Ty Cobb. Who is my spirit animal? Okay. Uh, so Ty Cobb <laughs> was a very controversial was player. Was a horrible racist old piece so, of shit. So first, when I was like, he's a horrible racist piece of shit. I looked into that further. They think it was all made up because no one liked him. Fake news. So they called they the fake original news. fake news. Fake Ty Cobb. news. No, the original fake news was baseball. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, no, it was Ty. They they claimed he was a racist, but all of the stories they were like, well, actually, he got into a fight with one of his teammates, and his it was actually only his teammate that substantiated that said yes, he called that man the n word. But like the actual black dude who was around never said anything about Ty Cobb ever calling him a name. And in fact, in the yeah, end, yeah. But what year was this? Oh, it was in thirties. He's from Georgia, so the fact that he was born in the 1800s in Georgia. So he played in the very early 1900s. Yeah. Ty Cobb is a very old player. Um, it is likely that he was at least product of and very racist. Yeah, for sure. But I do have to give Mr. Cobb credit because once the integration started, he was all about it. He goes, absolutely, black players should play in the major leagues. But I'm just saying, like, just because a black man did not speak up uh, True. No, no, no. That does not mean that he didn't himself say it. in the like that doesn't mean well, it wasn't said. Well, here's the thing. The story went with with Ty was that the groundskeeper who was black was drunk and he said something weird and Ty was like whatever people heard that and then all of a sudden they leave they come back to find the two white Ty Cobb and his white teammate fighting and the thing is Ty Cobb fought with a lot of people and I'm going to get to that oh so he's just a fireman he's just an angry boy so he is a person that you would love to hate so anyway I you know I'm sure he was still an old gross racist man but it seems like he did make a bit of a turnaround he did all all we can ask is that you learn and grow that's all we can ask of anyone yeah so I was like okay and to not be a Nazi we can ask that we can ask that that's easy enough um but well we can ask his fighting is why he's my spirit animal so there we go not the racism he's somebody who you would really love to hate but a really great player so it he was known for his temper he would fight anyone and everyone that would piss him off he's a john inc- McEnroe baseball including fans in the stands oh shit. hell yeah he's like, um, I'm like, say you come down here at this ball so it's going very fast so one game he was in brooklyn i think there was a there was a guy in the stands and they were fucking jawing at each other all game Okay. Da, 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 da. Finally, the dude By the way, stands. fucking jawing at each other is definitely the name of a gay porno. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, anyway, the uh, fan in the stands said a very, he said the N-word. Sure. In Ty Cobb's direction. And he took very much offense to that because he, quote, uh, reflected on my mother's color and morals. So Ty turned around. Ty's a white man. Ty's yes. a white man. 
he goes into the stands and starts beating the during a game and starts beating the shit He's out a of the multitasker. So yeah. I, so then, but people I'm realize I'm not up to bad for at least another three, four. He guys. was like, "Who is this actual asshole?" He finds him, starts kicking his ass, and it comes to find out this is a disabled man who has lost one of his hands and most of his fingers on his other hand in an industrial accident. And they're like, "Ty, you can't do that." He's and defense, he's like, "Watch like, me, he's watch like, me." He, I don't care if he got no hands. I don't care if he got no feet. And he's watch still, me punch this disabled man. Beats the <laughs> shit. This is my spirit animal, said my wife. (laughs) (laughs) You said the N-word. I'll hit you in the face with a baseball bat. Disabled man. (laughs) Yes, I don't care. If you're going to say an N-word, I don't care if you're disabled or not. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Okay, fair enough. Right in the, so right anyway, in the I mean, I, I would argue that he just, he didn't, like, some people don't see color. Like, he doesn't see uh, abilities or disabilities, yeah. you know? Look, that man was racist, and yeah. he beat him up. Deservedly sure. so. Um, I mean, well, maybe. May, maybe but, he was more upset that he had inferred that his, his mother was, was black, black. <laughs> and that's Probably. what he was mad about. Uh, anyway, he also fought an umpire post-game. Oh, nice. No. I in like that one. Did that umpire make it into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> he makes it in for like getting beat the up by the Rangers Association. Was like took a good left hook from Ty Cobb. Like, well, we don't want to pay him a pension, so we'll just put him in this Hall of Fame. Uh, and he would even fight old teammates, like the story I told I you. I old people. <laughs> he fought uh, the elderly fought and the disabled. But he also fought his teammates, and I that goes back to the story of like how so, one so guy he just fights everyone. Yeah, he just has anger issues. Mm-hmm. He does. I have anger issues. Again, that's the only reason. His anger issues is why he okay, is my spirit animal. Okay, but you have never sought out someone and beaten them up once you realized they were disabled. Accurate. You stop beating them once you see their disability. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. I, I would walk away at that point. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, say, so say anyway, oopsies, walk away. to say that Ty Cobb had a very strong personality would be an understatement. Yeah. So it is or not I surprising. I feel like anger just is his personality. I like think that's so. not a personality, bro. Yeah. His kid was an alcoholic and he oh, just good. like. I'm sure that means he was definitely not an alcoholic. No, totally not. But he like his kid got better and became like he eventually got his MD. Like he became like a he turned his life around. But I'm even, a doctor, doctor of baseball. But even then, at that <laughs> point, I was doctor. just I'm like, I'm a doctor of baseball. I noticed your I noticed your baseball has diabetes. <laughs> Ty was just like, yeah, but you got drunk and failed out of school, so you're dead to me. I don't care that you turned your life around. You're still dead oh, to me. Oh, so he did not care that people were growing and getting better. Mm-mm. Which is All right. interesting. Even though he wants us to do that for him. Yeah, he did it interesting, himself. Interesting, Ty. Interesting. Interesting. Um, the rules are just different for you than I see. So anyway, there is the Hall of Plaques, which has so every... The Hall of Plaques at the Dentist Hall of Fame. It's a dentist office. It's just gross teeth plaque. So, so much plaque. No, so every no player... Everybody who's inducted in the hall gets a plaque where it has like a very brief biography about them and okay. it's got like their face. It's like the Walk of Fame with the stars. Yes, but it's with their faces. And people and don't stuff. pee on them. Correct. Or sleep on um, So people have reported hearing a voice whispering at them from Ty Cobb's. From the plaque? A from talking the plaque? plaque itself. They never what can make out. What does it say? Does it say, let me punch you in the face? Yeah, come at me, bro. No, they just hear like, no. Yeah, that's all they hear. Yeah. Yeah, many people have also heard other disembodied voices coming from the gallery. So hearing oh, whispers. Oh, so he's not the only talking plaque. Right. Some people think this that. This is a Jim Henson movie. Some people think that Shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> um, his, Shoeless Joe Jackson. This is also a sports boy. Yeah, he's a baseball boy. He, he plays is, in no shoes. 
I, yeah, I think so. Okay. He is banned from baseball. He will never be in the Hall of Fame because Why? he cheated. Because he played without shoes? Because he didn't have any shoes on. He cheated. You can't play without shoes. shoes. Got those weird monkey shoes. No, they um, made a deal. They threw uh, the World Series. So, and they found oh, out about like the Black Sox. Mob? Yeah. Uh, it was the Black Sox scandal in 1919, I think. It seems like he's my spirit animal. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> people think that he's very upset Still, that he's never going to get into the hall, so they. Think I get that it. I'd be upset too. I played the whole game shoeless. I made one whispering. mistake. I made. I, I had debt one, one time for the for the gambinis. I didn't pay the protection I did, money. I I I true that game. I true that whole world. They were sizing me up for cement shoes. Very easy to size me up. I'm not wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I um, am famously shoeless. <laughs> So the hall is also home to a number of pieces of fine art. So again, part of their museum is they've got artifacts, but they also have art. So like okay. Andy Warhol did a piece, and so that's in there. Okay, kind of so fun. It's like dogs playing poker, um, but it's like all, dogs playing baseball. Yeah, all okay. baseball themed, of course. So oh, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> you just like, like just get the Mona Lisa like on loan from the loop. Yeah. Why not put it in the baseball hall? Of Fame. This lady, she like baseball. And then they painted a baseball onto it. <laughs> Um, hey, now it's they, baseball theme. Welcome to Cooper's fucking town. They superimposed her so the background is no longer like an idyllic Italian. It's a baseball theme. It's stadium. a baseball It's, a Fenway. it's yeah. Fenway. Jesus. <laughs> um, so one evening, as a member of the visitor service staff was clearing out the gallery for the night, she was walking out and she just decided, as a fun, whimsical thing to do, to be like, good night, paintings. So she's walking out the door. She says, good night, paintings. And then she hears, good night, Christina. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Really? And she goes, okay. So she turns paintings, around. Paintings, are you talking to me? And she turned thinking that she was like someone was playing a prank on her. And there was no one on the floor with her. She was the only living. That's pretty creepy. Thing that on the she floor was like, good night, painting. And they're like, and they knew her name. And they're like, good night, Christina. I wonder if she had never said good night to them before. So that was the only, like, she was the only time she spoke to them. So it's the only time they spoke back. She could have been having a whole fucking conversation. She could have dated these paintings, fall in love with these paintings, <sighs> had little baby paintings. M- married them. Like that pirate lady. Yeah. Sure. Yep. She divorced um, him. He I beat heard her. he. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> Hashtag so, not all paintings. That same worker, Christina, had yet another experience um, in the exhibit that details the history of African Americans um, in baseball. So at closing time, she was doing the same thing. She was like getting ready to kind of clear everybody mm-hmm. out for the Goodbye, evening. Goodbye, black baseball man. No. So she saw a person that was standing near the Mexican League jersey in the back. So part okay. of the exhibit, there was a Mexican League jersey. So she sees a man standing in the back. She goes, sir, we're closing in like 10 minutes. And so she says this, turns around and kind of starts walking around like a couple minutes, like not even a minute later. She just turns around again and the man is gone. Oh, wow. Spooky. Um, and no one walked by her. There's no other way out. Yeah. Like she would have seen him. Was leave. he a white man? I don't know. It didn't say. My guess is that maybe it was his jersey. That's that why I was, was wondering. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the most well-known ghost uh, is believed to be that of Ted Williams, who is arguably one of the greatest hitters of all time. He's another baseball man. He is. These are all baseball boys. I mean, I assume. Well, they could be umpires. I don't know. Uh, Ted Williams, fun fact, his body when he died in 2002 was cryogenically frozen. Oh my gosh, like Walt Disney. Yeah. Uh, Which is a subject of much debate because apparently there was a lawsuit. His daughter from his first marriage sued the girlfriend and the son from his, well, so sued the son from his second marriage and the girlfriend that's completely unrelated to the two of them. Um, saying that his will, Ted's will, said he wanted to be cremated and his ashes kept wherever. Oh, she didn't want any now, evidence. No, and then the she son. Didn't. She's a serial killer. And then the son and the girlfriend said, no, 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 he 
wrote on the back of this dirty napkin that he wanted to be cryogenically frozen along with the rest of the family. And oh, this kid wanted to be cryogenically frozen. And he's like, my dad wants it for me and everyone else. Exactly. And like you look at the details <laughs> of it. It's signed. Cutting edge science and technology. They think the, the signature is forged. Like that's what the daughter is saying because it was signed Ted Williams. But whenever he signed. He'd signed, signed Tedward Williams. Tedward Theodore Williams. Sure. He would sign his legal documents. Tedward. That. So they're like, no, no, it's it's, you know, it's a forgery. But no, it didn't go through. He was cryogenically frozen. And when his son died of leukemia couple years ago he too was cryogenically frozen well so, so, so saith the napkin yes so saith the napkin so anyway ted williams greatest hitter one of the greatest Can hitters you of all time cremate someone after they've been cryogenically frozen like could you burn it I up after you've been not. frozen i don't i don't know i don't science science questions. Questions. i'm asking you, science questions you thaw them out and then you put them in the fire yeah. Just put them in the microwave yeah a little tinfoil in there catch right yep take them to death valley in the middle of summer and just leave them out there for like 10 the minutes outside, still frozen in the middle right <laughs> microwave um god damn it microwaves <laughs> microwave. i know nothing about baseball but i can make a microwave joke so the museum has a section that features um, the Ted Williams strike zone, which is and Ted Williams is like a big baseball boy. Yes. I guess one of very, very like famous, I said, very he good is hitter. Okay. he is like it is one of those where he, he is for one of the best the fighting Boston Red Sox. Okay, yeah. the fighting sock boys, the fighting socks, the um, red socks. Those are other socks. There, there are, are white socks. Why multiple sock teams? I don't know. Be- because you have to There's distinguish. a famous shoeless man and two of your teams are named after socks. I feel like, what was his name? Abner Doubleday had a foot fetish. <laughs> he was definitely into Abner foot play. didn't name the teams. He did. It's all My his fault. dearest Martha. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are playing rounders again and I get to see their beautiful glistening feet in the moonlight. Anyway. <laughs> They're squinching the mud between They're their squinching toes. squinching the mud between While the, they sleep, I lick them clean. Ted Williams Strike Zone <laughs> has a large cutout of Ted next to um, differently colored baseballs and suggested ba- or, sorry, batting averages for certain pitches. Because there's a whole strike zone and it's like, if you get a ball here, you should be able to hit it this you know this is your zero mm-hmm. percent of the time too no, you're not good at sports yeah no no none of us could ever hit a professionally thrown ball i'm sure i could um, hit it if i just stepped in front of it it would hit it you. could hit you that ball. <laughs> yeah. whatever um, i hit it with and my then boobs. it also had like various ted um like stats and memorabilia like it's got his hat and his ball okay. or his uh, glove i should say yeah his balls um yes and they're also cryogenically frozen 2006 a boy and his dad uh, were reading the text panels about his life that mm-hmm. were next to this whole thing when they heard a voice uh, say always keep trying it will be okay oh wow were, um, these, were these family going through troubles i have no idea and then another thinking family about giving a baseball oh no another family heard a voice tell them to persevere to have courage and to excel and be great um and each time the voices were so clear that everyone thought that there was some sort of audio recording oh that's crazy but in 2006 there were no audio recordings in the museum it's, you couldn't record audio in 2006 it's crazy that he is like hanging out at the museum and just speaking in platitudes to random well, strangers apparently that's what he was when, in his later years he was like that with young kids he was known for Boston fans didn't really like him they you know he would strike out he would do whatever they would boo him and he hated that so he would never tip his cap to the fans he would never he basically yeah he had a love-hate relationship with the fans of Boston but in his later years you know he mellowed out a bit because he too was kind of a dickhead 
and in his personal life and so but in later years he was very supportive of the younger players so it was like hey ted you're doing like inspirational yeah doing some inspirational stuff that's so, nice yeah. it's like a nice ghost yeah it's a nice helpful ghost it's better than a creepy whispering plaque from a racist true. man true uh so that is the story of the haunted baseball hall of fame Woo! creepy and that brings me to my baseball beer i have drank um, i would say half but it's not half because it's a very big beer it is a tall boy of modelo especial <laughs> Quality baseball beer. uh, This is a baseball beer that we would buy here in Southern California. Um, If I were in, I was talking to Bob about it, and I was like, well, if I were in Milwaukee, I'd have Miller Lite. You know, uh, San Diego, they've got all sorts of craft beer. Sure, sure. But a good old Dodger Stadium, Modelo's the way to go. And everyone's had Modelo, so that's all I'm going to say about it. That's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, good. It's, it's beer. It's, it's, beer. it's drinkable. This The ABV is like two. It's, yeah, it doesn't it's, matter. It's baseball beer. It's basically water, but it's fun. Yes. So yeah, uh, great. Well, we will be. Uh, I'm gonna yell at you, and then we'll be back in a second. Yeehaw! Hey everybody, it's your old friend Ty Cobb, and I'm a racist. Hey, guess what? You love the Booze and Brews podcast, and so do I. But they got a bunch of social media websites. I don't know what that is, but people say racist stuff on them, so that's okay. Hey, guess what? We got it. They got an Instagram at Booze and Brews podcast. They, they got a Twitter at Booze and Brews. Yeah, they got a Facebook at Booze and Brews. Hey, it's your old pal engineer Bob. I'm back now, and I'm gonna talk to you about Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Booze and Brews. It's a great thing. We do additional episodes, audios, videos. I do drawings during the show that we post. It's a great time. A lot of great tears. A lot of good fun. Patreon.com slash booze and brews. And hey, guess what? We got uh, an upcoming show that we want to do with your stories. So please send us your spooky stories to booze and brews podcast at gmail.com. You got a hometown haunt you lot? You like? Have you ever been haunted by the specter of a horrifying creature from outer space? Or a dick. Or even a space dick. Hey, send us that story. Podcast at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Burp. 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 We're back. Burp. Burp. We are back for Haunted New York Part 2. Which, know, as we have established, is south of the Mason Dixon line. We Deep also, south New York. We also established we have no reason why we selected oh my this gosh. episode. Do you know what I did not do? Was what? pull my beer. Okay, you tell me a story, and I will, uh, yeah, just okay. keep okay. vamping. We're doing this live. All right. I was like, it's uh, it's a cute little like pastoral scene. It's in the door. I was like, I do things before I tell my <laughs> You're story. Like, oh, man, we're really ready to go already. Yep, that's it. You got it. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to tell you, my story is from New York City. Okay. So it is Southern uh, New York. Uh, and I'm going to tell you about uh, St. Mark's Church in the Bowery. Okay. Uh, we have a very famous church. <laughs> um, well, people go there and they pray and they stuff. They do. They do. They do all sorts of things. We gonna get to it. Uh, so it is currently an Episcopal church. It is located in the East Village. It's pretty much on the corner of Tenth uh, Street and Second Avenue. Great, great. Um, it is listed in both the U.S. National Historic Places and a designated New York City landmark. Look at you, podcast mom. You're po- podcast mom the shit out of it's this right now. It's unbelievable how she's, quick that happened. She's like running and doing things. Bam, bam, things. make it happen. Yeah. The beer's on the table. I made it happen, It's bitches. done. It's happened. I was ready to abandon that beginning, but nope. you stuck with it. I was like, no, 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 That's kids, it. we're doing this live. stick to Okay, so St. Mark's Church in the Bowery. 
It's a historic place. Uh, it's historic because it is the, quote, oldest site of continuous worship in the United States. I'm going to say, big asterisk there, Christian worship. Yeah. I'm going to add that right in there, Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, and it's also the second oldest church in Manhattan. Oh. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. And I thought you were going to ask... So I had thoughts and did look it up. The oldest church is Trinity What church. is? Okay, thank you. I was like, Bob's going to ask. And I think it's Trinity, but I'm going to double check. I and didn't ask. It is. <laughs> but thank you for looking you it up. You didn't even do it. Wait, what, what one denomination time I, the, is Trinity Church? Um, it's Catholic? a Catholic church. But they're, they're Christian churches is yeah. what they're, they're the only denomination they care about. So the church was originally built... Mm-hmm. In the year of our Lord. <sighs> Travel back in time with me. Okay. Do we old days. Um, so it's 1651. Okay, that is, is ye olden. Old for fucking America. That's older than America. 1651. And a strapping uh elderly gentleman Dutchman. named Yes, Dutchman. Yes. Uh Netherlandian. Uh named uh, Von Dutchman. <laughs> named Petru Pet Peter? Petrus? Yep. Like Tetris. Petrus sure, like Tetris. Sure. Petrus. Um, Von Dinkelman. No. Uh, uh, why have I suddenly lost the pronunciation for this word? It's a very common word. Penis. Um, Stuyvesant. Ah. Stuyvesant, oh, super common. I say is, it every day. Uh, there's a shit ton of stuff in New York called Stuyvesant. Yeah. Because he helped build the city. Okay. And no one knows so, how to say it because his name looks like. Yes, and when you, when you say it, it looks, you, it looks like Stu Versant, mm-hmm. but it's Stuyvesant. Uh, and now you know. I'm fairly certain Bing. that's how you say it. But I looked at that word and went, nope, everything has gone. left my brain. Mm, I've gone. forgotten how to form syllables. And as we know, Stuyvesant is Dutch for penis toucher. It's, uh, I believe it's Dutch for loose butts. Oh, okay. Yeah, loose butts. He's going to look it up. I would expect nothing less. Yes, so, thank you, Bob. Mr. Petrus Lectestris Stuyvesant. Um, was the director general of New Netherlands. New, yes, that's before New York. Yeah, so basically he's in charge of New Amsterdam, which okay. is what becomes New York. Hang on. Uh, Wait. Zoete losse uiteinde. Okay, fuck that, that fuck, no, sweet loose butts. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Dutch. Thank you to the Dutch for that. No, I'm not even going to try. That's what I was looking for from the French pronunciation. Right. Um, so, and of yeah. course, regular loose butts. Dulce Alkeinden. Yup. All right. Um, yeah, so he's the director general of New Netherlands. Um, uh, he's basically, he, yeah, he's in charge of New Amsterdam until it becomes New York. Until mm. the Dutch give up New York, New give Amsterdam. up New York to the British. Yeah. Um, he's in charge of it. He's basically the like governor. Okay. Um, so he purchased a plot of land from the Dutch West India Company. Don't know why the Dutch West India Company own America. Uh, um, money. So, uh, and he's going to use this money to build a family. Oh, fantastic. Which means farm. Brewery. Well, oh, when just, you, it just means brewery. When you means farm. Like a place that you farm. Beer. So it can be used to beer. make. Hops and grain and, and barley you use to make beer. And Potter, wheat, barley also small just small. means farm. Oh, which well, I now did you know. not know. There was also every website gives pronunciations for how to pronounce barley because it has a J sure, and a bunch sure. of I's and stuff. And they're all wrong because it's barley. Yeah. As yeah. You know. Duh. Yeah, tune into the Booze Bruce podcast, you idiots. Obviously. Well, school. I yeah. have a very good Dutch accent. Absolutely. Um so Anyone? in sixty by sixteen sixty, uh, 
Petrus, like Tetris, had built the first uh, chapel on this site. Because you got to pray why somewhere. It's the fucking old, second oldest church. Think about that. It's the second oldest church, and it was originally built in 1660, which means Trinity is older than that. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's also the oldest continuous worship. Yeah, so, please. So apparently at some point they took a little nappies on Trinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where the devil got in. <laughs> he he had a little rum spring up. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> left. He was tripping. Let's say we want to keep doing this Catholic thing. Whatever. It's just like twenty years off. It's fine. Yeah. Um, So he built a small family chapel, um, and the interesting thing about this chapel is because it was built before there was really any sort of city. New Amsterdam was a a, a city. It was a farm. Nothing compared to what it was now. And this chapel was literally just built in the middle of his farm. Mm -hmm. So the church faces like true south, due south, Mm -hmm. which means that nowadays, because New York City is built on a grid, the New York City grid is slightly skewed. So the church is like slightly askew off of a main streets oh, that's so it's hard for it to have a, a normal address right and it's because it was there before streets were mm. oh um well that was nice of them not to tear that shit down well you know it's the oldest well you know but this country uh, doesn't give a shit about that i mean plus they did a little bit so it's fine mm. um so uh, it was a family chapel so uh petrus like tetris lived his entire life he died there um and then is buried there mm. um mm. To my knowledge, still buried there. Great. Probably. Probably. They didn't good dig for, up his, his body. They didn't dig up his uh, bones and then use them as like drumsticks. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. That's me drumming. With that was bones. I heard That's it. It sounded you, very like authentic. Very, that was like uh, the New York punk scene back in the day. Mm-hmm. Metal. CBGB, what's up? Playing so with bones. In 1790. We're the boner boys. Come and see us this weekend. Yeah, playing CBGB. Petrus like Tetris. His boners. Stuyverson. I probably would see Die like an ice die. Sure. Yep. Um, so, 1793, uh, his great great grandson, <laughs> also Petrus like Tetris Stuyverset, sure, was excellent at naming people. These old Dutchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, his family has done incredibly well for themselves, and so he decides to sell this little piece of land with this family chapel on it to the Episcopal Church for one dollar. Oh, well, that was nice. Um, what a value. Um, of course, wait, what's what's that in today dollars? I mean, it's, it's definitely more than a dollar, but it, he was, it was a little bit like donation without it being He like donation. gave it to him for like $50,000. I know, he could have done it for like a hay penny or something, you know? Um, they had those back then. Um, but so he donate, basically donates it to the Episcopal Church so that they can build a bigger church that can serve the community that is sort of like blossomed up around where his old family farm used to be. Um, because now it's Browery Village, um, which the Browery still exists right now in New York. It's part of New York. It's part of Manhattan. Um, so in 1795 is when they laid the first cornerstone of this church, this church that still fucking still exists is to here. this day. Um, it was consecrated in 1799. Um, Alexander Hamilton actually helped them with all of their like legal documentation of getting them established oh. as a church because they were did the he first. Do a sick rap? He did sick beats um, because they were the first Christian church in America that was not an offshoot of Trinity Church. So they were like basically having to establish their own church. Mm-hmm. Right. They needed a lawyer to do that, and Alexander Hamilton was the man for the job. I bet there is a crisp rap about it. We just uh, didn't you, get he it. He would write a crisp rap about it yeah. right now. He would do it with his adorable dog on Twitter. Sure. Um, and his wife named Vanessa. <laughs> um, so then all throughout the 1800s, this church was really like thriving. It was doing very, very well. Uh, now we take a moment to talk about churches over time. To virtues? Uh, in 1828, the church got a steeple. Ooh. In, in 1835, they built a parish hall. 
What was that thing with like some you build a steeple and, and then all the people they go the people. in the parish hall yeah, and then all the, the people. yeah that's where the people go in the parish hall. Uh, in uh, thirty six, they built a new sanctuary. Ooh. In fifty six, they added in added they yeah. added in they added in new iron railings and fences Ooh. and a uh, like official portico. It was that nice was of like, you to pull the permits on the, the uh, additions welcome. to this church. You know what's funny? Uh, both the church's website and the Wikipedia page, this section about renovations done to the church is huge. Is 14 pages long. Jesus it's Christ. It's insane. No one cares. Um, but basically, they're building, they're expanding. They made it they better. Can, they continue to grow and grow. Bigger, better. It's the $6 million man of churches. These iron railings, which were built in 1856, come back later. There's a bell, too. The bell came in in the 1850s as well. Again, the bell will come back. Glad it was documented. So. So in 1861, they built this huge addition onto the church because, again, it's becoming so popular. They're like they're growing with their growing community. Um, and then in 1913, they added in these 22 very gorgeous stained glass windows, um, which a lot of which still exist to this day. And they're like the only ones of this type of glass from this type of ver- the very fucking fancy oh, glass windows. Mm-hmm. Um, then the 1900s came and the times they are a change in. Ah, so the neighborhood that it was built in was this like great family neighborhood with a lot of like Dutch and then German families coming in. But, you know, then America has changed quite a bit from sure. the 1800s through the early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, anyone who had any sort of money was like, fuck this noise and moved uptown. Ah. Uh, so then what was left was an area full of uh, the church website very kindly called them like artists and poets um hippies uh, uh, you know parenthetical the pores yeah Filth so people. now there's fo- there's pores yes. uh, around the church so the church was basically like okay we were like catering to this sort of immigrant family uh, like uh, demo that's not our demo anymore we have a bunch of random fucking hippies 1930s hippies beatniks yeah um is really who lives in this area now like shooting up heroin and dropping acid sounds like so a good time we should like just try and accommodate them and let's, like let's have the priest start shooting yeah, heroin let's, let's yeah everyone the, the, everybody the, shoots communion heroin. is no longer a cracker it's not a cracker it's now acid priest starts wearing tie-dye yeah Dig pretty it. much yeah so at the time what the, if we like replace all the hymns with grateful dead man <laughs> hey man so at the, the we just read like f scott fitzgerald it's yeah there's a lot of like uh a lot of kerouac yeah i was gonna say a lot, a lot of fucking beatnik bullshit yeah um, so the rector at the time was a man named Reverend William Guthrie, um, and he was in Arlo's charge of the church uncle. from like from 1911 to 1937. And he created this group of people from the church and from the community. He called it the St. Mark's Art- Artists Community. Uh, committee i don't know why i didn't write that word um so he was basically like let's invite people in from the neighborhood and be like what do you want our church to be and let's talk about how we can be that church for you because we want to service the community we're actually in and not the community we used to be in um so then they started bringing in a bunch of like weird fucking beatnik people nice and the neighborhood was way into it they were like (laughs) yeah we have this weird fucking artsy weird shit church now uh in 1922 uh reverend guthrie started a program 
where he was training dancers to interpret and teach religion through dance. Oh, my um, God. He did this, by the way, with Martha Graham, who's like a big in the ballet scene. But they were like, Dan- he said... Uh, was Joan Crawford there? Reverend- she just <laughs> wants to dance. Uh, to this day, their church services still use interpretive dance Fuck as part no of the way. story. No it's still a weird shit. fucking hippy-dippy church. It's All amazing. Right. Um, but so, yeah, so Reverend Guthrie said, dance is the most inevitable form of expression. It is the human body speaking. Any intelligent religion should idolize it. So he was basically just like, yeah, people want to dance. They just want to dance. And we want dance. them to dance for Jesus. Why not, I man? dance for Jesus. Um, so they started this dance program. This dance program, like I said, still exists. They still do dance Fuck in their yeah, fucking uh, Christian services to this day. In the 1960s, they pivoted a little bit and they were like, we're going to do like jazz sit-ins in the gardens, which by the way, the gardens are the old churchyard. So they're the old cemetery. So you know, yes. now it's now becoming like an artist colony. So it's like, you. by the way, you can go to St. Mark's now. It's open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. The church is old and beautiful and gorgeous and the old churchyard is basically like half art installations half Dead mausoleums from the 1700s it's amazing this thing sounds rad it is pretty fucking rad um so they I'm started holding jazz concerts death. then they did this huge exhibition of uh for poets and artists to like exhibit within the churchyard but it was only open for african-american artists which oh, wow. in the middle of hmm. the fucking civil rights movements was a huge That's thing huge. for them to do in new york um, this is literally a hippie church. Yes. They started doing um, uh, er, like experimental theater. It's actually where Sam Shepard got his start and all of his original plays were first exhibited at St. Mark's, oh, which wow. Sam Shepard is like a big part of where theater went in the 60s and 70s. It's also depressing as shit. Um, and they would screen, quote, underground movies that like normal oh. movie theaters wouldn't screen. Fucking oh, Italian screen at the church and stuff, which oftentimes included like violence and sex and uh like cursing oh that's not and very they were like, christian as long as those boobies are like artistic boobies we're fine with boobies well and yeah. he just liked boobies and if yeah. she prays it's totally fine. yeah god fine. made boobs he must have liked them he liked them he gave them to us yeah he um, wanted everyone to enjoy them <laughs> so then in the 60s they also uh the band mind garage which i'd never heard of before but now a very in-depth wikipedia page oh okay um, so they started to perform christian rock services um, at the church that then we're getting like telecast Ooh. Um, so we're like literally on TV this like Christian rock they were basically like here's a weird hippie church in New York and they're rocking out for Jesus and it was like on the television Ladies Mind and Garage has a song called Electric Liturgy yes these dudes yes. kick ass yeah. this is so good that's what they did they're like Christian rock from the 60s um, so the, so because, because Reverend Guthrie started this in literally like 1910 or something, mm-hmm. um, every rector chosen after him to be in charge of the church was like carrying on this oh, mission. This so even mission. as it, like time passed on and other men started to be in charge of the church, all of them were like, yeah, let's get more fucking weird hippy dippy ship in there. So in the, in the seventies, they said, uh, we're not out to reform these kids, like about the neighborhood kids. Cause right. again, this is a very troubled neighborhood in New York. Right. And they're like, we're not out here to reform these kids. Um, it's our commitment to people to help them find their own identities. What we're after is the opposite of juvenile delinquency. We're looking for serious 
curious, mindful, and committed to community. They were basically like, we're not trying to be like, don't do crimes. We're trying to be like, don't do crimes in your community. Care about your community. Come, we're here for you. Look at all this fun stuff. Do crimes on the rich uptown. Yeah, Yeah, go to the Upper East Side. Rich Germans went. Mug a rich person. (laughs) Bring it back down here and then buy a weird porno that we just viewed in the back of the church. That's your tithe. Yeah, don't then go like sketch in our fucking boneyard. It's amazing. (laughs) In our Um, boner yard. (laughs) So then in the 1970s, they completely renovated the inside of the church they took out all the old pews um and like put down hardwood floor so that they could have dance performances and like uh, like house more tap theater stuff clickety clack clickety clack so, jesus so that yes tickety tack for jesus <laughs> they got tippy taps um so they would bring in chairs to do normal church services but it it really does look more like a performance space than a church now hmm. um in 78, there was a big fire, um, and the fire was very difficult to put out because, as I mentioned, they put in all those cool wrought iron railings in 1856, oh. so they couldn't get their oh, normal no. fire equipment in, and, and they can't cut through these railings because they're super historic. So it took them a long-ass time to like, get to the burn. fire and they put out the fire. I mean, no one was hurt. They had enough time to get everyone out. And then because of the way that the church was situated, because it's built on a weird bias, it's made it at a weird angle to the street, they were actually able to save most of it. Oh, even wow. though, like, at one point, the whole church was engulfed. So they managed to save, like, the main Unlike steeple. Unlike Notre Dame in France. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus. And there's nothing around that. It's no, it's a- and it's on a river. Sorry. <laughs> Just push the church into the river, you idiot. It's right there. Just buckets. 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 Everybody save it. thousands of people in that square. Get a mouthful of water, spit it on the church. What are you, lazy? Yeah. Wake up those goddamn gargoyles. What are they doing? What are they doing? Um, They have to take a big pee at this point for sure. Just put it all out. Um, so yeah no one was injured they were able to save pretty much everything um, so like those really fancy stained glass windows they I think nine of the 22 were destroyed okay so then they rebuilt the church and then instead of trying to like recreate these ornate stained glass windows from the 1800s they like did new weird modernist abstract versions of, of them because they're the weird fucking hippie church uh, really? right. so they were just like we're not trying to cover over the fact that this isn't old anymore we're like we have the opportunity now to make it new, so we're going to make it new. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, and then they took the old bell, told you it would come back. The bell. The old bell and the old clock from the original steeple that had burned out, and so they were no, they, like, the bell cracked and it no longer worked, and now it's in the churchyard as, like, part of an art installation. So, like, they literally took Is it, like, the Liberty Bell? Yeah, it's like um, the Liberty Bell. It's smaller, and it's, like, literally part of a cool abstract art installation. It's not just, like, it's not just somewhere. like a weird bell, bell yeah. that people have hanging yeah. out outside and um, some jerk hit with a hammer. So to this day, it continues Fine. to be a weird fucking hippie church. They had, they just had some theater company that was doing like theater of the absurd that was there for like 15 years. Oh boy. And they still do all these weird dance performances. They still have a huge like art commitment, um, but they're also still really committed to the community. So this community has since the early 1900s has gotten a little bit better mm-hmm. mm. uh, but they're still very committed to like we're here for the neighborhoods the people who have been here for 50 60 years mm-hmm. like we're not trying to be like oh we're now in a ritzy neighborhood so we're going to be ritzy now yeah um they're just trying to be like we're here to service the people who we've always been here for and they had uh the latest thing that they just did was this big push they did in um 2019 and uh 18 where they went through and they made their entire facility um, ADA compliant, which they wow. did not have to do because they're a historical site. 
Um, and it was very difficult for them to do because they have this like portico that's from the 1700s. You help, know? help the ding dong. I don't know what that means. Um, they American made it so you they get through with a wheelchair. It's Americans with Disabilities Oh, ADA. Act. Oh, I thought you said 88. Oh, no. ADA. Oh, okay. 88. That makes much more sense. Okay. Yeah. I was so very they, confused. Yeah. So they made the whole thing appliance. So like now you there's paths where you could even get through the old uh, churchyards, which the churchyards are like really more like overgrown gardens with art in them and a lot of the brickwork is like in circular decorative patterns mm. it's not actually in like a walking path mm. but so they made it so you can take a wheelchair through all of it because they were like we're here to service the community we're here to service all of God's children like whether you can walk or not like we want to be here for you good for them and I was like that's actually really fucking cool they still care yeah they're still weird and hippy dippy and artsy and they care and they fucking care Ugh. um they just did in part of their renovation they also replaced all the sidewalks on that street because they were all cracked because the trees had grown up and broken the roots mm -hmm. and it made it hard for people, people with in a chair to get through the street sure. so they were like we'll just replace all the sidewalks and they built planters for the trees and Aww, stuff it's really oh, fucking nice. cool um, oh, nice. So what they have in addition to all this fucking cool, weird art. Ghosts? Obviously. It's ghosts. What? Because it's the oldest, second oldest church in fucking New York. Christian church yeah. in New York. Uh, so we're going to talk about three main ghosts today. So the first ghost is a man named A.T. Stewart. Okay. Um, so he was an Irish businessman. I'm an Irish businessman. Um, <laughs> he lived in New York in the late 1800s. I'm here to sell you peat moss. Pretty much. Uh, so he and baby sheep. <laughs> so he and fancy sweaters. He built what is considered by most to be the first department store. He built a Macy's. like a like general store that was a block long and wide and four stories tall, and it was basically like a gen you could buy fucking anything there. Harris it was the of Amazon its of its fucking day, man. Okay. He's the Jeff Bezos of his day. So he's obviously incredibly rich. This was back when this was a richy neighborhood. Yeah. Um. So he went to this church. So then when he was died, he was buried there in the churchyard. When he was died. <clears throat> when he was died. Yeah. Did he had died. He has a and they waited until he died to bury him. Well, thank God they didn't bury him first. Okay. Good. They'd done that a couple times before. It didn't come over well. No, I imagine. Um, so after he had died, they buried him there. And then pretty quickly afterwards, people dug up his body and <sighs> ransomed his dead body to his wife. Why? Because they were like, they were like, she obviously has a shit ton of money. Oh my. Sure, um, sure. She's going to want this body back. She so said the wife no. was like, yeah, gave me my fucking husband. <laughs> so she paid the ransom to get his body back and then had him reinterred at a different cemetery, like in an actual crypt, in uh -huh. a cathedral. Like, Can't get him. Mm, yeah, he's yeah. safeies now. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but So this was in uh, 18, 1878 that his people body was stolen. Ruthless. And apparently he's still hanging around. Oh. Because people say sometimes at night if you're hanging out in the churchyard you'll see his you'll ghost. You'll see a ghost doing walk, karate if you get near his fucking crib. <laughs> no, he's walking around looking like, confused and puzzled like he's looking for, for his himself. fucking headstone because he's not there anymore. This, like, isn't, this isn't my house. He's Irish. Hi, wait this a minute. This isn't my house. <laughs> wait Whose a minute. Is this? I could have sworn I was buried here and I'm not here anymore. But I'm not here. Uh, yeah, so he's walking around probably looking for his grave, oh. which is now at a different church. Somebody should tell him where it is. I know. Let him know. Hey, buddy. It's down that <laughs> way. four blocks on the left. Yeah, just... Hmm. Um, so the second ghost is the ghost of a woman and no one is quite sure like who she is or where she came from. It's not like anyone famously died in the well, church. she came from her mom and dad. We, she came from her mother's vagina. Um, but there's the ghost of this woman. She's an old-timey dress. She's from the 1800s. Um... And they see her in the church fairly often. 
um, for no one to really know who she is. It's it's a bit of an oddity. Um, but the the rectors will tell stories that have like been passed down from you know Reverend to Reverend. To be like, oh, she likes to sit here. She likes to go there. She likes to do this or whatever. And she likes to try to suck she, cock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she likes Jesus. Oh, um, she wants to suck because Jesus's what cock. happens is she almost always when she blowies sh- for Christ. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's my religion. <laughs> when she shows up, it's almost always in the middle of a sermon, and it's she shows up to listen to the sermon. Jesus, Jesus, I, maybe Jesus. it makes her wet. You know, I don't know. She like oh that loincloth of but him they, on the cross. Yeah, she they, tries to like snake her fingers <laughs> underneath. They never see her giving blowies for Christ, but I mean, I'm not going to say there. she didn't. No, she did. Uh, she's doing her part. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So she shows up to listen to these sermons. And one uh, rector was telling this story about how uh, he had never seen her. But there was like a longtime resident uh, who came to the church every week for services. And the resident would always sit in the exact same seat. And one day the uh, rector was like, why do you always choose that seat? And he's like, oh, because um, if I sit in that seat, I have a great view of you. And then I have a great view of her if she shows up. Like, oh. It's the only seat in the church where I can have, like make eye contact with both of you at the same time he like picked that seat so he could watch the ghost and this so this ghost must have showed up with some sort of regularity right he like literally picked the seat that he could see her from um and there was one story so this uh, the like a big interview with someone about how old the church was and stuff and they started talking about ghosts and uh the guy the rector was like i haven't actually seen anything but you should talk to the guy who winds our old clocks because he has some stories and you should talk to him what a fucking job clock yes, winder clock winder <sighs> um so they talked to mr Clockwinder. And they're like, the hey, clock winesman. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were like, hey, I heard that you've seen some ghosty stuff in this church. And he was like, yeah, more often than not, I see the woman because he comes at night when there's no one else there. And he says, like, I'll be shutting down. I'll be there at one o'clock in the morning. I'm the only one there. And I'll be like shutting down the church and turning off all the lights. And it's fairly dark within the church. But you can see like uh, like light coming in from the windows from outside. It's New York City. There's light mm-hmm. pollution. Um, and he said, sometimes I'll see her silhouette standing in the back of the church, which is where she stands to listen to the sermons. Mm-hmm. I see her standing there in the back of the church. She said, the first time I saw her, I just saw the silhouette. And I was like, um, oh, hold on. Don't don't walk. Like, let me turn the lights on so you can see where you're going. So he like is looking at her, walks to the light switch, flips the light switch on. Gone. Gone. Oh, it's like one creepy. of those fucking like flip the uh-huh. lights on and it just fucking disappears. And he said it creeped him out. So then every time after that, whenever he would see her, he would just be like, I- I'm almost done and leave. Mm-hmm. And he like he said he would walk past her. He would get very close to her where he could like see her face. She's not just a silhouette. She oh, she's is got a, a woman. Wow. And he's like uh, the interviewer was like anything interesting or peculiar yeah. about her. And he's like, she no, was not hot. Really. I jerked off to her. <laughs> he's like, no, not really. It's just that she doesn't. It's not that she doesn't see me. It's that she doesn't care. She sees me and stares through me. I'm uh, not important to her. No, you're not Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she's just fucking hanging out in this church. She's like, I'm Jesus. Um, Jesus. So, he's, so he was just like, oh my gosh, that's insane. This, this woman, this ghost woman, no one knows who she is. Is this the ghost you see the most often? And he's like, yeah, she's the one I see the most often. But I also sometimes hear this really weird banging um which like lots of people in the church hear this banging <laughs> so sexy now- priest time mm, what sexy priest time no uh. no no uh. so now we go back to our original dutchman mr petrus like tetris yeah stiverset 
Um, so again, big important guy ran New York until it was New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, before he was like a governor and a leader of men, he was in the military and he helped the Dutch take the West Indies. Aye, aye, Captain. And in 1625, while fighting in the West Indies, he lost a leg to a cannonball. Oh, so he had a peg leg. So the banging is his fucking peg leg on the new wood floors. So Petrus Lake Tetris has a wooden leg. Or was it his Dutch wooden shoes? They call. They used <laughs> to call him leg. Peg Leg Peter. <laughs> or, or old silver nails because apparently he decorated his wooden peg leg with silver, silver nails. nails. So he like bejeweled, he bedazzled, he bedazzled his, his peg his leg. <laughs> um, and this uh, story from the clockman went me down a rabbit hole of like banging in the church. And there are hundreds of people who, who are bang like, in this there church. are weird wow. banging noises in this church. And then some people are like, it's obviously his wooden leg um it's him walking around this church that he originally built and founded and they no one's ever seen him but they say when you hear him you can hear him like doppler effect style you can hear him coming and going walking past you um and when you do (laughs) (laughs) um it always comes with a a chill like a very cold chill that comes with the noise got chills bro and then like sometimes like an overwhelmingly negative feeling uh petra's like tetra's not a nice guy Ah, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a product of his time. Also, a bit of a jerk. Um, I mean, if you're gonna run New York, New Amsterdam, New, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, so they they've never seen him, but he's obviously still there, oh, wow. banging around on his peg leg. What the fuck are you oh, hippies doing? You goddamn hippies! Stop fucking dancing for Jesus! Why are you dancing? <laughs> this is supposed to be solemn. <laughs> Um, so that is the story of St. Mark's uh, oh, Church of the Rally. I like it. That's uh, wonderful. We're still open to this day. You, if you're in New York, you should fucking go. There are many touristy things to do in New York. It is, however, uh, delightful. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful way to spend an afternoon. Um, which brings you to my beer. So my beer is uh, Bavarian. Sure. It's Geinverliebensstil. Yep. Uh, it's Kolster Andach. It's very German. It's super German. It was set in 1455. Ooh. Um, but I picked this beer because it's like an old, tiny, old world beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's probably similar to the kind right. of beer an old Dutchman would have had. Right. And on the label is this old church just sort of set in the middle of the wilderness, which is what I imagine his original family chapel looked like. like. Sure. And now it's in the middle of fucking Manhattan. That's crazy. Which is Hell crazy. Yeah. Built on a weird bias because it was there before streets. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I picked it and it says Volbier hell on it (laughs) this beer sends you to hell Ah, right before you get to heaven that's Uh, right I don't know that I like this that much (laughs) um It's beer flavored beer. Yeah, it's pr- not as good as the hells we had last episode. Yeah, I think like, that's what's hurting. That, that's yeah. what's hurting it is that we had that Browery beer just like a like an hour ago from uh, that was that hell's beer and it was excellent. Yeah, and then like this is somewhere between that and baseball beer. Yeah, and it's like and it, after it, coming it, off of Modelo, yeah, nothing tastes good right now. Oh, see, I'm like I'm like it's not as good as that hell's was. It's better than the Modelo. I feel like I've Goldilocks. This is the middle beer. Yeah, yeah. but like. At a certain point, I kind of enjoy shitty beer where I'm like, yeah. I at least like that it knows what it is. Like, I feel like, and I feel like this knows what it is, but it's, it's like too middle of the road for me. Yeah. Like, um, I either want something super shitty or something like real nice. Oh, I enjoyed it. It's also only, it's uh, I would say a 500 milliliter oh, bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Only four bucks. Yep. So very, oh, reason- that's all right. very yeah. reasonably priced. It's not priced like a craft beer. And it's no. 4.8%. 4.8%. Oh, that's better yeah. than a Modelo. Yeah. Um, 
I don't dislike it. It just it's beer flavored beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of beer flavored beer we've had this week. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? That's okay sometimes. Well, hey, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Guess what I like? Paintings that are friendly. <laughs> In Cooperstown, you know what else Bye, I like? Christina. I love to Bye. dance. I love to dance for Christ. Who doesn't love to dance? I just want to dance. You know what I, I like? Want to dance? You know what I like? Ty Cobb punching the elderly. <laughs> uh, you know what else I like? Hippie churches. Yeah. You know what else I like? Good fun times. Ty Cobb punching the handicapped. <laughs> But if there's one thing I like more than anything, it's, it's Mind Garage and that electric liturgy, man. Hey, Vanessa man. wins. Oh, man. <laughs> rocking out for Jesus over here. Jesus. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for rocking out with us. Yes, man. Come back next week. There'll be more booze. And more bros. And until then, cheers. cheers.